3: Listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of Sports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
0: Good morning, North
4: Louisiana. What up? How goes it, Jake and uh, Aaron Good and Jake Aaron. hanging out yeah. here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Roadie Studio in Westboro. Told you, I'm not in. Uh, Regular season, I, let alone I, postseason form today.
5: I was trying to pump you up, make you feel better, but I man, don't know what the deal when you is? Forget man. your own name—that's pretty. Uh, rough. I better
4: shake it off. By the time uh, tonight rolls around, I hope you do. Maybe I'll shake it off during the eight o'clock.
5: There now. you go. We're gonna have a good hour.
4: You know what? Uh, ULM shook off last night. Little Rock, a pesky Little Rock squad.
5: Yeah, a six-win Little Rock squad that was actually successful against the ULM earlier this year.
4: ULM does win, but it got a little dicey in the closing seconds. Here's what it sounded like with the voice of the Warhawks, courtesy of the ULM
3: Radio Network. Here we go. Freshman Jacek Lottie will bring it up.
6: Jacek Lottie, beyond the arc, right side. He'll look to drive. Kicks it into the corner to Anthony Black. Fade away three. It's no good off the back iron. Rebound Brandon Newman and the Warhawks with .6 seconds to go. We'll walk it to the other end and shoot free throws. 47 points, uh, 47
3: to 44, Warhawks lead.
4: Newman made one of those free throws, gives them the 48 to 44 victory. It was not a thing of beauty, as you can tell by the score, but for the second time in the last week, ULM wins an ugly game, but the key word is they do win it. Uh, another win for them, Travis Munnings with uh, 21 points in the win. Hawks shoot a, a measly 29% from the field. Little Rock burning up the nets at 33%. Hawks pick up their 15th win of the season. They will close out the regular season on Saturday.
5: You can be such a subtle jerk sometimes.
4: That's me. I like that. (laughs) Subtle jerk.
5: (laughs) That is the perfect description of you. Um, Yes, ULM only hit 8 of 33 of three quarters, so it's a rough night shooting. subtle jerk but well, you just said they burn that's up that's called the, passive aggressive right? they burn up the nets with 33 <laughs> percent
4: uh here's Keith Richard following the four-point
0: win
7: uh survive in advance is that the word that uh they use that's about what it was survive in advance very fortunate to win we did not play well on the offensive end and 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 really uh i didn't think we handled adversity in the game very well our body language got a little poor when our shots weren't falling our body language got a little poor when we thought the referee should have called a foul it got a little poor when we didn't get some stops or they got some offensive rebounds you know so i just didn't think we handled the whole moment of the game the pressure of trying to get this first round by late Late in the season, home game, we got some parents here and, you know, that kind of thing. And we're very fortunate to win. But I'd rather have a teaching lesson here here late in the season where the win, regardless of how it looked, uh, than, than having lost and having to go through this. So we're we still got a chance.
4: Reference in the moment, uh, you know, ULM winning 7-9 coming in this game against the Trojan squad that lost a number of games in a row. And the fact that just had six wins on the year, most of – just foregone conclusion that u l m would roll in this game and just kind of not even look at the fact that the Trojans beat him earlier in the year ultimately though u l m does win and they do it uh with a performance that was less than stellar now can they shake this off and end the regular season against Arkansas State on Saturday at home with a victory
5: you know what though uh, you know when they were when u l m was really heating up and starting to get on this win streak. A lot of those wins came because they were just red hot shooting the basketball. So I think it's good to see that they can win it this way too. We saw it. We saw it a couple of times, but to see it once again, the fact that they can win it with their defensive presence, hey, I, I, I take positives from that because you're not always, especially when you get into tournament play, you're not always going to be hitting, you know, most of your shots. Okay, so the fact that you can win it when you shoot for less than 25% from the three point line. I I take a positive from that. ULM
4: went with a bench of uh, seven again. Uh, Brandon Newman uh, only played about seven minutes in this game, but as you heard, uh, came down with an important rebound there in the closing seconds and actually ended up with uh, six points. Here's Keith Richard on Newman and then his senior class as they will play their final regular season game at home on Saturday.
7: I should have played probably Brandon a little more in the second half. He did a good job in the first half, and I should have got him in there a little bit. uh uh, because he he did play pretty well and uh uh, but maybe we'll get him in there on saturday a little more and uh you know brandon uh, uh hasn't played a whole whole lot but he's kind of been in important moments when we when we're playing him in games and and uh so uh hopefully i'll get him in there on saturday a little more
1: I want to fast forward quickly to Saturday and ask you about the senior class. I know you have a lot of respect for these guys because they've really hung in there through some tough times, and now they're kind of enjoying some of the fruits of their labor here as seniors.
7: Well, they've always tried to do what we've asked them to do, uh, almost to a fault sometimes. That's how good a group it's been, to be honest with you, in particular uh, the seniors. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for them. They've won nine league games so far this year. We're 9-8 and going into Saturday's game. We won two last year, lost a lot of close games, heartbreaking now. And uh, they've never uh, wavered in their work work ethic. They never wavered in, you know, being a resilient or or listening to the coaches and trying to get better. And so, you know, I've said this before, but I'm real happy for them that they've been able to taste some success within the within the league, and uh, because they didn't get very much of it last year. And you know, now they're in the thick of things. They're in the conversation, and I know it feels good for them. I'm real proud of them.
4: Audio Curtis there of uh, ULM Athletics. Can we keep Nick White to keep it down in the background during that interview? Yeah, Nick's just still in the show. Yeah, I know. Uh, they'll close out the regular season at home, as I said, against Arkansas State on Saturday. Hopefully some fans will come out and give this team some support. Also, in about Conference play last night, in case you missed it, uh, the Cajuns won their, I believe their 26th game of the year. That is now a school record wow. for them. Mm-hmm. With all that said, though, most still believe they've got to win the tournament to get in.
5: Yeah, how about that? 26 wins, still have to win tournaments to, to get a
4: bid. Also in college basketball last night, how about uh, Grambling celebrating school's first SWAC championship in 30 years? They had to sweat it out a little bit against Alabama A&M, a team that had two wins on the year. Grambling was down by nine points with three minutes to go. They come storming back, send this thing to overtime. Good for Grambling and the program. Unfortunately, their season will come to an end on Saturday as they are not eligible for postseason play. How bad is that or rough for this team? The season that they've had. It's, yeah. And now they're not even going to have a chance to, of course, make it to the big dance.
5: It's disappointing, you know. I would have loved to have seen how they would have fared in that conference tournament. and you know, Like you said, if they would have been able to win it, make their you know, way to the big dance and, and have an opportunity to play against
4: and it's for things that of course previous coaching staffs and players did not right. accomplish or, or what sure. they did do.
5: Sure, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I, I always hate that about about these things, but that's the way that, you know, NCAA punishes teams for
4: Lady Texas with a huge win on the road last night versus Rice. They win by eight. Kira Anthony had 30 points in that victory. Huge win for them. That snaps uh, the Owls' 15-game home winning streak. Letty textures will go into the postseason tournament on a high, and, of course, knowing that they can beat anybody in this league. Uh, a little bit of a sweet game for Brooke Store. We forget that she only lost one game against a conference opponent during her uh, college career, and that was at Rice. One loss in league play during four years as a player.
5: Well, she avenged it last night. And she avenged it with uh, Kira Anthony scoring 30 points for her squad in that win. Now they just have to wait and see what other teams in the conference do. And hopefully they can get that first round by.
4: Two major headlines from college basketball last night. Just an incredible finish. Probably one of the best finishes you'll ever see in terms of how improbable it was. Virginia down by four with .9 seconds to go. And somehow the Cavaliers end up beating Louisville. And then uh, Sean Miller, the situation at Arizona continues to unfold. Who would have thunk this? Just literally uh, less than a week after it looked like he was a dead man walking at Arizona. He walks onto that floor and he gets a standing ovation. And then fires back at ESPN. Fires
5: back at ESPN. vehemently denied it. Everything they reported, and so here's the deal. We have to sit here and we have to see how this thing plays out. If ESPN was wrong, there are going to be several people who get fired over this, first of all. Second of all, Arizona, if they were willing to put their coach, Sean Miller, back out there to coach a game and have him face the media and give that statement, Mm -hmm. when this turns out to actually be true, what does that say about Arizona, especially after they were so quick to fire Rich Rodriguez?
4: The other interesting dynamic uh, that I find in it in the college basketball world, and you got a lot of megaphones out there, and the biggest being Dick Vitale. And anybody that follows Dick on Twitter, last week, of course, he was heartbroken. And then uh, he, the things that he said about Sean Miller and, of course, that program. And now if we find out if none of them were actually true or there wasn't substance to them,
5: what, what did he say last week? I guess I missed that. It's just
4: about Sean Miller. We can't have guys like this in the game. Oh.
5: Well, Jay Billis was actually on the opposite. I think he was really close with Sean Miller and was actually going to bet for his character. Mm. Um, and then whenever it happened, he just, you know, whenever it was first broke, it was, it was reported. Jay was just honest. He said, Look, I'm really sad today because I thought he was, you know, I always looked up to him. I thought he was a great character for this business. So it's, it's strange, man. It's, it's very weird. Um, the fact that, you know, I, I keep going back to this. Arizona had to discover something. They had to find something that completely debunked the whole report from ESPN. Because
4: they're not just taking Sean Miller's word. No, they
5: can't. They cannot. They cannot do it, especially with the NCAA under the microscope that it's under with the FBI. Are you kidding me? Arizona wouldn't take that chance. That's why I'm 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 not sitting here making judgments yet. I'm not going to say who's who's right, who's wrong. I want to see more. Come I think out. we
4: all made judgments after last week, where sure. we just assumed, well, yeah, sure. Arizona's in the wrong.
5: Well, when there's a report out there, Aaron. I mean, in and, and from someone from a company like ESPN, and I know they've done some things that have. Uh, Affected your trust in them. But still, it's still ESPN. When they come out with a big-time story like this, I expect expert reporting. I expect multiple sources to confirm it. So that's why when the story like that comes out, you automatically assume, okay, Sean Miller's days at Arizona are numbered. Hmm. And and you're right to assume that because this is supposed to be ESPN. They're supposed to get these things right. This is a huge story. You can't botch this. This is somebody's livelihood you're talking about. So that's why you know, that's why you're quick to judge last week. Now, with Arizona and Sean Miller's stance, with them going to bat against ESPN's report, now it's got you second guessing it going, okay, what what have they discovered? What what's going on here? And then if I'm Mark Schleiblock, the guy who who broke the story, I think I'm having a couple of sleep sleepless nights. I'm I'm reconnecting with my sources. Hopefully, that's plural, not just singular.
4: He did stand by. Did I have a tweet yesterday that he stands by everything that was published?
5: But I'm reconnecting with them, and I'm going back over everything. I just want to be clear. Like I know he's standing by it, but uh, you know, can you imagine how you'd feel like that if if this comes out to to be wrong? 888-993-7762.
4: 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line. Coming up uh, next, we'll talk a little high school hoops. Girls' State Championships today. Lori Gimbelat from Neville. You'll hear from her coming up after the break. Pretty incredible story over there on Forsyth as they go after the girls' first state championship since 1959. Plus, this is a segment that I want us to start, Jake, especially on Fridays. We name the idiot of the week. You or me? I got one. Okay, okay. Leader in the clubhouse. If we do this every week, I think this guy may actually end up winning the entire year. Oh,
5: that's a good tease. You'll
4: hear from him also Ooh, later in the show.
5: Good tease.
4: Thank you. I'm a subtle jerk.
5: <laughs> Tabor, by the way, messaged me said, I don't know if he's that subtle. <laughs> <laughs> We're back
3: after this. <laughs> Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010, and has made Iron Cactus into a one of a kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, You'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus Fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desir, Street Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun.
6: Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Rustin and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS. Special partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
4: All right, Jake, uh, delivered some pizzas yesterday. The Neville girls won our uh, weekly Team of the Week competition. Something the Neville football team has never won. What? In the two or three years that we've been doing this. Are you kidding?
5: Yeah. That's a shame.
4: Yeah, You know how fired up? That's the cool thing about it is when you get to shine the spotlight on some teams and some girls and some athletes that don't usually get the spotlight. And they were fired up yesterday, and they were excited, and rightfully so, as they get ready to go after a state championship uh, later today. In fact, they'll tip off at 8 o'clock in the 4A championship game. It's a number three versus a number four seed. Neville, the three seed versus Warren Easton tonight down in alexandria yes
5: and a war Easton team that hasn't lost since january 3rd so they're riding a pretty high win streak and i believe
4: saying. this is their third title appearance in the last five years you would have thunk it, though, that the thought that the stage would have maybe been too big for Neville in the semifinal game, and then they get off to just that remarkable fast start. It didn't phase them. Third quarter, of course, they came a little bit back to reality, but they were able to hold on for the semifinal win. Now they're just one victory away from making history. Lori Gimbalad has been the head coach there at Neville, I believe, for 18 years, has been at the school for 23. Pretty cool ride for her, as now she has her Lady Tigers on the verge of making history. Here's Coach talking about this team and of course their chances of winning that championship
1: it's amazing And you know i said the other night you know i was so elated to be able to take these young ladies down there to have a chance to play for a state championship you know we, we we've been knocking on the door for a while and, and it's so great with this group because we've been through so much you know and, and to finally get that chance and to go down there la- uh, tuesday night and play as well as we did we came out on fire you know that, Without the Foos was a great team, you know, Taking up from them. They were scrappy. They fought back in it. And to go down Friday night to have a chance to win the state championship, first time since 1959, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm ready to play it now.
4: A lot of times a team gets there and they feel like it's satisfied. That is what they've accomplished for the year. Is that something you were preaching? Why not have more? Why don't we go out and get this thing?
1: Of, of course, the coaching staff, you know, wanted to make sure we understood that. You know, it, it's not just to be there. Hey, forget all that. You know, we're going there for a reason. We're going there to win a state championship. Like, you know, Friday night, come tomorrow night, we're not going for second place. We are going to win the thing. That's what we keep trying to preach to them, and hopefully they'll get that in their head.
4: When the season started, did you think this was a championship caliber squad?
1: I did. I did from last year. You know, because we lost elder in the quarters down there at their place. Felt like we should have won that should have been playing last year in it so we really did think you know the hard work through the summer you know we told them all the fussing the blood sweat and tears that went into this you know this is what you're gonna get we had three goals go undefeated in district again be in the top four in the power rankings and make it to the tournament and then go win it Easton
4: I'm sure you stuck around and got an opportunity to look at them I I know they went on what a 16-0 run there in the second half what will it take to slow them down
1: we're going to have to take care of the big girl on the boards. I mean, she's a beast on the boards, you know, and they got three-point shooters. I told them the other night, this is a rubber match, you know. Two years ago, they beat us in the second round. Last year, we beat them in the second round. So it's all for all the marbles. Tomorrow night, we got to defend out on the three-point shooters. We've got to control the boards. We've got to take care of the basketball.
4: Coach, I know this has been a fun but also a tiring week. How do you juggle everything that's going on? Keep them focused on academics. You got not one, but two games in one. Game.
1: It, it's been tough, you know. I mean, because these girls haven't been there, you know. And, and it, I've, I've got to tip my hat to them because I think they've kept their calm and their composure and, and they see, you know, what we're going down there for. You know, like I said, you know, academics is the first thing. You know, I've got to say, probably we have 15 on the roster. Well, Probably 13 have a 3.0 or better. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that. You know, we preach that you got to get your grades. You got to have have your grades. You know, you don't need to be out here playing basketball if you can't get your grades. So, they do a great job of balancing those.
4: 750 tomorrow night. What will be your message to the team?
1: Hey, you're here now. No looking back. We're not going to be denied anything. We're going to lay it on the line. Everybody's got to give it all. You got to believe in each other. You got to fight for each other the whole time, no matter what.
4: Mm, Lori Kimballot. We'll have those late Tigers fired up tonight at 8 o'clock.
5: Getting us fired up yeah.
4: here, yeah.
5: Hey, I got a quick question before we move okay. on. So they were the team of the week, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So you delivered pizzas to them. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you did not eat a slice as you That's delivered. That's a short drive. That's yep. a very <laughs> short drive. There are no excuses. Did you dip your hand into the pizza box and grab a slice?
4: I will come across as as strong as Sean Miller came across in his post-game press <laughs> conference last night. Lay it on me. I had at least one or two slices <laughs> on that trip. You're supposed to deny, From 18th deny, deny. Street to Neville.
5: Two slices, Aaron.
4: Well, I had time in the parking lot. You know, I was a little early. I was running a little early. So you planned You sit in a car with hey, 13. He, fo- you doubled the slices up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Mid-afternoon. Who has the willpower to say no to a slice or two of pizza?
5: Oh, goodness. I mean, what if the kids think? I guess the kids don't care, but whenever you open a box and there's a few slices missing?
4: Most of the time, they don't figure it out. <laughs> I grabbing. say most of the time.
5: Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> what an embarrassing conversation to have. <laughs> well, it was a long drive. Unbelievable.
4: That is hard-hitting uh, investigative reporting by Jake Martin. Thank you. you tough denied, questions though. right
5: there. You should have not. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the Sean Miller case, right? Ooh. Ooh. No, just kidding.
4: All right. Neville at 8 o'clock. At 2 o'clock, you got Delhi versus Maryville. Uh, Lady Bears going after the school's first-ever state championship. Class C, Atlanta versus Plainview. That's a number one versus number two. At 10 a.m. in Division 5, Claiborne Christian. It's been a tough run towards the state championship for the Lady Crusaders. But uh, they will have an opportunity to uh, win two games in the postseason and to win a state championship. That is also, like I said, one versus two. That one tips off at 10 a.m. On the boys' side, we are looking forward to a big night. As so we go through the brackets, and, of course, we look forward to Jeremy Madison, Washtaws head coach, joining us at 830. They will be at home versus Bonneville. That is a number two versus seven matchup. Uh, Bonneville, uh, typically pretty good team, Jake.
5: Yeah, Bonneville actually beat uh, Thibodeau 6 to 55 to advance to this one and barely got by in the first round. They beat Live Oak 73-70, to 70, but like you said, a good team. They're 26-5 and five with wins over a lot of New and schools, so this is a team to look out
4: for. You heard from uh, Casey Jones and Jesse Burnett in the 7 o'clock hour, number four versus five, Carroll versus Wassman in the quarterfinals. At the bottom of that bracket, You got Richwood, the number seven seed, a very talented, dangerous Rams squad. But they will have to pull an upset tonight as they go to Peabody and try to knock off the second-seeded Warhorses. You look at Peabody and historically what they have done. Charles Smith, their head coach, has just won over 1,000 wins in his career this season. In 32 years, they have won 28 district titles. Seven state championships, including uh, last year's victory that they had against uh, Wasman. Sixty players they have sent to college to play college basketball.
5: Yeah, uh, just an amazing run from them, and it seems like recently we've had some absolute battles between Peabody and Wasman. You know, both teams could be on the verge of, of having that battle again.
4: Well, I guess the number one story in two A will Ravel score 100 points in the quarterfinals. <laughs> First two uh, rounds, they scored 102 and then 104 last week versus a Ville Platte squad that came in with the game plan of, "Hey, I think we can run mm. with the Ravel Hornets." Not smart. And the Hornets ran them right out of the gym. Yes. What will be Lakeview?
5: Slow it down, four
4: quarter style.
5: Yeah, slow it down. Um, you know, Lakeview has struggled with good teams like. Uh, number three, Manny, this year. So I expect Ravel to, to still win by a, a, a pretty large margin. But I do expect Manny to, to try and slow it down a bit. Don't play Ravel's game. They will run you out of the gym.
4: 20-point game? 25-point game?
5: My average, 25, yeah.
4: <laughs> Faraday at the bottom side of the bracket be looking for an upset versus North Caddo. That is a 10 versus 2 in 1A. Uh, nice representation from North Louisiana we got a Northeast Louisiana matchup in Tensaw as the number one seed. They will be playing down in Newellton versus Sicily Island. That is a number one versus nine matchup. Haynesville still alive. They are the number six seed. They will score off against North Central. The bottom of the bracket this game being played up in Oak Grove. Delhi, the number two seed, scoring off against Jonesboro Hodge. Jay Hodge coming off that impressive win last week versus Lincoln Prep. Or well, this past week, I guess. Yeah,
5: see, that matchup and the 10th-Sauceley Island matchups are, are really intriguing to me.
4: We need to check. Uh, Jonesboro-Hodge-Delhi, I think they actually played last night. So, they had it on the schedules last night. Mm. Sometimes you have to check with these uh, schedules in the LHS.
5: Okay, well, Delhi, going into that game, we talked so much about Ravel scores. They won 103-20 to 20 in the first round and 85-32 in the second round. So, it's, kind of, it's pretty much like Ravel scores.
4: Uh, Tabor's squad. Simsboro, the number one seed in Class B. They will be taking on Doyleen, the number eight seed. Uh you working tonight, Tabes, or are you going to be able to go watch Simsboro?
1: we will be at the ballgame.
4: Nice. Have to get there early I get to get a seat. Sold, right? sold out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They love to have some hoops. Simsboro is a salty squad. Weston, number seven squad. Uh, seed squaring off against uh, traditional power. Zawali at the bottom of that bracket. In uh, Class C, Summerfield's the number one seed. They will be scoring off against Phoenix. Uh, Celine, the number four seed versus Pleasant Hill. In uh, Division Four, we do not have a team still in the hunt for a championship. And in Division Five, Claiborne Christian is the number eight seed.
5: Playing Jehovah Jireh, who actually beat Landry Walker this year. Yeah, going to be some tough sledding for Claiborne Christian.
4: Udell High won against Jonesboro Hodge in double overtime last Ooh. night. just coming from Tabor.
5: Uh, 66
4: to 59. Right.
5: 66 to 59.
4: That's a pretty good ball game right there. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Great game. 888
4: 993 7762. Let's take a timeout coming up next. Jimmy Madison from Washita will join us. Plus, a new segment that we're trying to maybe tr- kick off this morning The Idiot of the Week. I've got a good one.
5: I'm intrigued. I really am. I hope this is worth the hype. I think so.
4: 888-993-7762. We're back after this.
3: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866 668 0001 today.
0: Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car, king.
6: Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
4: Welcome back to the Morning Drive. We certainly look forward to the quarterfinals on the boys' side of the LHSA playoff brackets. And, boy, we got a number of great matchups here in Northeast Louisiana. And the Madhouse on Millhaven is one of them. And it will be rocking this Tonight is Bonneville, the number seven seed comes in and tries to end Washita's season. The Lions are the number two seed. Washita head coach Jeremy Madison joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning?
8: Uh, doing good, doing good.
4: Uh, this should be fun tonight. It should be a packed house as you guys try to advance in there to the semifinals. Before we get into tonight's matchup, got to ask you a few questions about uh, the game against West Monroe that allowed you get to get into the quarterfinals. If I would have told you that there was going to be 61 fouls called and the two teams would combined for over 80 free throws going into that game, what would you have told me?
8: Uh, I told you, I know we have a lot of players foul (laughs) out.
4: And it was going to be an ugly game. Uh, When something Uh, like that is unfolding, what do you tell your team on how to play the game or how you proceed forward?
8: uh, Like I told my kids, uh, the day before you have to adjust to the referees. Uh, the referees are calling tight early. Uh, we didn't adjust. Uh, second half, I think we did a, a better job, but we have to adjust to the referees during the game.
4: How difficult is it with you and the, the style that you, got, the, the, that you play that you really have to week in and week out or game by game adjust to the referees because you guys have that pressure defense and, then of course, the hand checking is a big part of your game? <laughs>
8: Yes, we uh we do pl- apply a lot of pressure on defense. We uh I teach my guys to be physical as well on defense, so uh, that adjustment is hard for the kids because I'm always preaching uh, pressure and and uh, getting up on your guys. So uh, we just gotta do a better job. But the referees are calling it tight.
4: You walk out of there with a the win, though. Uh, what were some of your teaching points and some of your talking points to your team now as you look forward to Bonneville tonight?
8: Uh, definitely, telling we have to handle the uh, the fourth quarter better. Uh, I think we uh, we let West Monroe back in the game. We didn't have that pressure down the stretch, so uh, we got to do that. I was pleased with we made free throws down the stretch. That's been uh, one of our nemesis during the season, so uh, I was clear, pleased that we made the free throws on the counter.
5: It felt like the pressure of the world was on y'all's back in that game against West Monroe, just because of what happened last year. Going into this game tonight, do you feel like that pre- some of that pressure has been lifted, or does it remain the same just because we're still in the
0: postseason here?
8: Uh, I think some of it is lifted because uh, we playing a different opponent this time. You know, uh, last year we played West Monroe, uh, district opponent, uh, uh, rival. Uh, this year we got uh, we got that out the way. We played West Monroe game earlier, so now we just come out there them. Hopefully, we just relax and just play our basketball.
4: As a coach, and you built a 14 point lead versus uh West Monroe, they continue to battle their way back. But you guys, quite frankly, made some boneheaded mistakes there in the final three or four minutes. You really could have put them away. As a coach, what's that like as you kind of see some of your players doing things that are very uncharacteristic of them?
8: Uh, Very frustrating uh, because uh, you you preach to the guys over and over about taking care of the basketball, uh, being patient on offense when we have leads. So it's very frustrating on the sidelines to see those guys make those mistakes. Some we go over all the time here in practice.
4: The tone has a negative tone there, but you guys did win i i got I, I'm sorry for bringing that out How the negative parts of that game, but you guys are of course in uh this game in the quarterfinals against Bonneville. What are you expecting in this matchup
8: um expecting an uh, up and down pace those guys like to get up and down uh a may they push the ball of course, so I've been stressing to my guys the last couple of days. It's a must that we get back and defend them uh offensively we have to be patient they uh not most likely they'll come out and play us in the zone, so we have to be patient, just try to get our uh, advantage, is on the inside with Kendarius Wallace and Willie LaPool, and hopefully those guys can finish around the basket for us tonight.
5: And, and this run that, that Kendarius has been on, I mean, we, we know what to expect from Willie LaPool, and, and Paul King's had a great season as well, but it seems like ever since K.D. Wallace got healthy, he's been on a tear. Just what has his uh, contributions to this team meant for you?
8: Uh, it's been big for us. Uh, the last couple of years we've relied on him to play, uh, play defense as go as to the other guys, but best player. Uh, this year I put a little bit more on, the, on his plate to, uh, to help us out a little bit more offensively. Early in the season he was dealing with an ankle injury, so now he's getting a little bit healthier. So uh, he's uh, becoming that, that, that third option for us on offense. So That's real big for us moving forward.
4: Coach, what kind of home court advantage is the Madhouse, and what are you anticipating tonight on Millhaven?
8: But it's a big advantage for us. Uh, the crowd gives the guys energy out there on the court. Uh, they, uh, they taunt the opposing team. So, uh, hopefully we can go out there, play hard, play our style of basketball, and uh, give the fans something to enjoy watching.
4: Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, good luck tonight. and Hopefully you don't have a Lafayette crew. <laughs> All
8: right. Thank you. Thank you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Madison, Washington's oh, head coach. Cross your fingers. <laughs> or just that crew. Yeah. Oh. Man. I hope they're not working tonight.
5: Dude, if they are at Wasman's Carol, I'm going to freak
4: out. Uh, the game will end at 10.
5: Yeah, oh, if we're lucky. Dude, that was – I hate that. And, and I get it. I, I understand it. You know, uh, officiating crews up here a little bit more lax.ed uh, down south. They like to call hand-checking. Okay, that's fine. But when you get to the playoffs, man, let
4: the kids play. Just mm. let them play. Mm. And it's just the flow of the game.
5: That's It disrupts it. It's not fun to watch as a fan. It takes yeah. the joy out of it. I don't think it's
4: much fun to play in either. Yeah,
5: that's that's also true.
4: All right, we look forward to the uh, state quarterfinals on the boys' side. Of course, the girls going after state championships later today. This is going to be a busy day, to say the least. We look forward to catching up with Joey Trappe and our parting shots in the next segment. All right, you ready for this?
5: Yeah, you've hyped it up, man. You better deliver. All
4: right, we're going to try to do this uh, on a weekly basis, with this being Friday. The idiot of the
5: week. (laughs) Okay, so where are we going with this? Is this sports? Is this anything? Okay, so this is outside of sports.
4: Are you a big fan of Uber? Yes, love Uber. Have you you used it since it came to uh, the Twin Cities? I have
5: not. I actually uh, didn't realize it came until you told me the other day. It's great. Yeah, I love it. It's fabulous.
4: So I'm just going to read you this lead, and then we'll go from there. How's that? Okay. Uh, this coming, I believe, from the Chicago Tribune. Just about everyone has taken a drunken late-night Uber ride that they might regret or may not even remember. But one New Jersey native recently took the blackout Uber ride of a lifetime. And after a night of partying with buddies in Morgantown, West Virginia, last Friday, Kenny Bachman thought he could call an Uber to take him back to where he was staying near the West Virginia campus. Uh-oh. Instead, when he woke up, in the passenger seat of a 2011 Toyota Sienna minivan next to an Uber driver that was taking him home. Not where he was staying with friends in West Virginia, but home. Like where he lives. In New Jersey. 300 miles away.
5: Oh, man. How much money was that? Does it say?
4: He took Uber XL. So the Uber driver tells him, It'll be $1,600. Oh,
5: man. (laughs) $1,600.
4: $3.94 base fare, $2.35 booking fee, $696.95 for the distance, $115.90 for the time. Now, the beauty of this story. Now, if this would happen to you, I think I'd probably go in hiding. Or I would just tell one buddy or perhaps two.
5: I don't know, man. You that would be a fun story you would to own tell. It? I I think I w- I would have to own it just because there's got to be something positive to come out of it. That's a hilarious story to tell people, eh. right? So like when you're going, you're at a party or something, and you're having fun, you, you tell that funny story. Not like not as an iceberg. Right, can you top this?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been... I got so drunk one night. <laughs> uh, oh, here's the beauty of it. We got sound from oh, Mr. Kenny yes. Bachman. Uh, here he is talking to a TV station up there in uh, New Jersey about his experience in the Uber.
5: It's just like, what's good? Like, that's crazy. Like, why did you agree to, like, take me to, to New Jersey from West Virginia? And I just woke up in the Uber next to a older dude just, like, telling me I was an hour out from Jersey. It's $1,635 and, like, some change. Going back to West Virginia this weekend, pick up my bags, and
7: I will be there. So if you guys see me, say what's up.
5: You know what i I'd tell him? Kind of, hey, yeah. you idiot. Yeah.
4: Uh, here's the other part of it. So the Uber driver didn't have money for the tolls. So Bachman says that they were fined at every toll booth. When they got back to New Jersey, Bachman uh, then had to go to a CVS and get cash to pay the Uber driver for the tolls.
5: How much was that? I don't know. No.
4: At first, he uh, he gave uh, the Uber driver five stars for getting him back I to New so. Jersey. But then he started contesting it. First of all, the Uber driver, at some point you'd be like, this ain't right. If
5: you're the Uber driver, yeah. if you're the guy getting – yeah, if, if you're the Uber driver, I think I would have declined that. I don't know how that works yeah. if they're able to decline.
4: Yes, you're able to decline.
5: Okay, well then why did he take that – up, then. I guess he wanted $1,600 on one easy trip.
4: And Bachman, the college kid, wakes up. He's literally an hour then from New Jersey, and he's like, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. At that point, I had no choice. I mean,
5: that guy's lucky he's still alive. I mean, th- the shape he was in, goodness.
4: Uh, it's safe to assume, though, he did not take an Uber back to campus.
5: <laughs> so there you go, an
4: idiot, the idiot for the week.
5: Yeah, that's pretty tough to top. I'll, I'll be honest.
4: Let's see if you can do better next week.
6: Mm.
5: I don't know, man. Don't don't uh, don't under- underestimate people. There's there's always good stories to go around.
4: One thousand six hundred thirty-five dollars and ninety-three cents. One heck of an Uber ride for three hundred miles.
5: So what did his parents say? That's what I want to know. When he got home, what did, what did they say? About
4: I think that? they probably realized he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they had to raise this guy. <laughs> That's what you get hey, for He probably drinking. has
5: other stories, yeah. <laughs> this probably isn't even his best story.
4: So you're telling me you'd tell people that happened to you?
5: I would just because, you know, when something bad happens to you like that, something embarrassing, it's a, it makes for a funny story. Like, you can laugh at it after the fact. And, mm. yeah, I would have fun with that. Have you ever done this? I've done this. <laughs>
4: Uh, I'll I'll tell a story real quick. Okay. So we were having a party one night, and uh, the wife made up a a batch of some drinks, and she brought me the first couple, and I thought, oh, these are pretty good. So then throughout the night, it was like a lemonade concoction. Uh, I'm going back and forth to the refrigerator and getting myself one of these little concoctions. So throughout the night, I felt great. Uh, A little jittery, but I felt good. So the next day, woke up. Not hungover. Felt like a million dollars. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to try some of those drinks again. So I go back and fill up another one. Wife goes, hey, you going to put some alcohol in that? I said, I thought you did that last <laughs> night. So the whole night I was drinking, uh, didn't have alcohol in it. No wonder I felt like a million dollars.
5: Did you think you were drunk? Or <laughs> no, you I you knew were, I mean, wasn't drunk. I mean, did I was you think like, you were buzzing? No, no, I just like, these
4: really aren't hitting me. Uh, so then why did you go back to them? I liked it. I liked the taste. <laughs> C- can't get enough lemonade.
5: Okay. I mean, I like lemonade.
4: (laughs) 888-993-7762. Joey Trappe joins us after the break.
6: You want new window tinting for your car? And you're getting tax money back from Uncle Sam. Bring that combo to Magic Glass and Tint in West Monroe and let us tint you up. Not only does professional tinting from Magic Glass keep your car cool, but it protects the interior from harmful, damaging UV rays, all at very affordable prices. Expert window tinting and accessories for your car or truck. Magic does it all. Magic Glass and Tint, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe.
0: Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price.
2: jessica ladue member and employee for washita valley federal credit union becoming a member of washita valley is much easier today memberships are now open to anyone who lives works worships attends school or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible Washtenaw valley currently serves caldwell franklin jackson lincoln
0: morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast for us today with a high of 65 degrees. Most of the clear skies cooler temperatures tonight with a low of 39. Sunny skies warmer temperatures on tomorrow and a high of 68 degrees. <laughs>
6: Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe.
4: Welcome back to the morning drive on the all-new Sports Talk ninety-seven seven. We always love to end our week visiting with uh, Joey Trape. He has a number of restaurants. We always uh,
3: we kind of kind of lost Joe. He got tied up. Got youngins. Oh. Got his hands full right now.
4: We will catch up with uh, Joey next week, but if you get an opportunity and you want to get out and have a a great meal, there are certainly four different restaurants that you can go to uh, at some point very soon. I'm probably going to pay up uh, my bet to Jake, and we will go over and have some wings at the Fieldhouse, or perhaps we'll head over to Portico and have a burger, or we could go over to Traps and try a couple different things, or perhaps we could go out to Crawfish City. And uh, have some crawfish. Uh, no. We should go to
5: Crawfish uh, City uh, and get uh, several pounds of crawfish. Uh,
4: ooh.
5: Is there like an interest rate on this <laughs> bet? Because there's no telling how much you owe me now. <laughs> That's why the worst part is we can't even bet anymore. he's like, hey, you want to bet on this? I'm like, why? <laughs> you haven't paid up on your other two bets.
4: Very busy man. Once uh, the basketball season ends. Uh, oh, man, okay. I've heard things, this before. Should free things up a little bit. And uh, the time schedule then will permit for maybe a, a lunch uh, meeting.
5: That's a oh, oh, lunch. We can't even do dinner. Lunch. <laughs> no, <are> no dinner.
4: Because <laughs> then dinner means uh, drinks I want involved.
5: dinner at Traps. <laughs> no, I really want dinner at Crawfish City several pounds of crawfish. How many pounds
4: of crawfish can you eat at crawfish? I don't know.
5: I don't ever get full off a of crawfish. I feel. Really? Yeah, that's what's dangerous You could do it. seven pounds? I think I could. It's just the, I think you more so get tired of peeling, mm. right? You're like, alright, I've had enough of peeling. Yeah. I could eat crawfish all day, though. Mm.
4: Is there anything better? And, and we, At the station, we get a lot of different uh, you know, personalities and reporters from around the country, and they come in, they don't know how to eat crawfish, and it's like it takes them a while to actually well, get you, into it, and yeah. then once they dive in, there's some of them that can literally go twice a week and have crawfish.
5: Yeah, once you actually experience it, like my mom has never tried it. She does. She's just really? she's grossed out by them. She she doesn't want to try. It. And I I'm like, if you just if I peeled it for you, she loves shrimp. Like if I peeled it for you, you would love it. No, she won't do it. Hmm. She's weird about that. Like she doesn't like deer meat either, hmm. which is, is just strange to me.
4: No deer meat, no crawfish yeah. in Louisiana. That'd be rough.
5: It is rough. And my dad, on the other hand, only eats meat and potato, mm. literally. So, yeah, weird, weird eating habits in my family.
4: Well, if you're looking for a place this weekend, certainly uh, check out one of Joey's uh, places. We will catch up with him next week.
5: Hey, you know, talk about the, you talked about the idiot of the week. I think Steph Curry could have put, forth a resume for it i don't know if you got to see this but he was in a hotel uh recently i guess yesterday or two days ago was trying out his old golf swing yeah
4: we Probably. do all we all do that in a hotel room
5: right, don't right <laughs> right and especially in ones as nice as yeah. you know steph curry's yeah. well he took a swing Wait, could this
4: and, be a cover-up did they lose a tough game last week
5: and you would hit something on the ceiling and shatter the glass in the ceiling and make it fall on the table? Anger
4: management issues with Golden State and Steph Curry. I've
5: gotten mad and hit, and hit stuff before. I've never jumped and hit something in the ceiling. <laughs> so I'm going to say that this was actually a golf. We know how obsessed Steph Curry is with golf. I mean, he, he loves golf. He's always posting it. Very good it. at it. He's, he is good at it. Uh, but anyway, thought that was funny. Um, he posted
4: it on uh, Instagram He posted on Instagram.
5: There's a picture of shattered glass everywhere, and he wrote... When you feel like you're on the PGA Tour, so you got to get some swings going in the hotel room. Hashtag
4: idiot. So the Clay Travises of the world, their headline, clickbait material, <laughs> would have read Jake Martin, the headline writer.
5: If I would have written it? No,
4: the Clay Travises of the world.
5: Uh, I, Steph Curry needs anger management, takes a golf club and breaks things in hotels. That's a long That's headline. That's a long headline, but it's a, it's a it's a catchy one.
4: Curry pissed off at ESPN, <laughs> ruins hotel room.
5: <laughs> Curry upset over Miller ESPN report.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you just got to keep it simple. Curry smashes hotel room with golf club. Okay, because now, now you have well, you, that's hey, the whole
1: me, point. It leaves you wondering where are they going with this, so <laughs> you click on it.
5: Well, I will give ESPN credit. Their headline reads: Warrior Stuff Curry practices swing in hotel, leaves room in shambles." That, so that is a long headline, too. It's a long headline, but it wasn't clickbait. Uh, so I'll give them credit for that. Mm. Anyway, thought that was funny. But not as funny as this. Uh, so we, we haven't
4: played the sounder yet, by the way. What? Parting Shots.
6: Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there your little Punch and Judy show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I
7: don't know why we can't
3: understand that.
6: And y'all treat me like garbage. Now.
7: Well, I don't really care to answer the critics. Y-
6: y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is
1: absolutely wrong. I- I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play to my crowd.
7: And I don't
2: really
4: care about that. It's the end of the conversation.
1: Thank you very much. Have a great day.
4: We are a well-oiled machine here, and it, it seems only appropriate to run Post-season a couple of four, man. Tommy Tharp's uh, clips there. And speaking about uh, guys golf. getting with their golf, and of course, yeah. uh, anger management on the golf course. Now, there you
0: go. Oh, this is
5: this has not been smooth. Yeah. We've. Yeah, it's Friday. Man.
4: It's Friday. Whatever. All right, what was the story you wanted to get into? I I forgot. So I think no, it had I'm, to do I'm with uh, players, of no, course, it, uh, stepping up to the podium.
5: Yeah. Uh, so we we love college athletics. We love amateur athletics because of just the characters involved right and here's an ins- here's a clip of um, Arkansas players at the podium they're trying to get the media that are sitting in front of them to get together for a photo op and uh, they have fun with certain media members that they know
0: can y'all please cheese real quick I'm gonna miss you guys can y'all can y'all tease real quick thank you Let me get a picture, okay. y'all see how I put them on stuff Now he want to get a picture. I love you guys, Bob, especially you. Love you guys. Here you go. Here you go.
5: Oh, get in here. Get in here, everybody. You too. You're not typing that much. Get in here. Come come on. Get Get in here. Oh no, no, wait, wait. I gotta get my picture.
0: Look at my media. I love
5: love y'all. There we go. Oh, oh, you took your glasses off. Wait, Bob, sit. Ready?
4: There we go. Y'all the best. Appreciate it.
0: Uh,
4: oh, that was pretty good. The grizzled veteran up there, uh, Bob. Kind of like your dad. Could you see that? So, yeah, hey.
5: Bob wouldn't have it either. He was, yeah. As soon as he took the picture, he grabbed his yeah. phone off the table.
4: And I like the part, hey, you over there that never answer asks a question. <laughs> it just mooches off everybody else. I don't even know your name. Get into the uh, picture <laughs> also.
5: Bob, you the oldest one in here. Yeah. <laughs> so good.
4: Real good. Uh, We look forward to a big weekend. What's the number one storyline that we're going to be talking about come Monday morning, Jake?
5: Neville, Lady Tigers win the state championship.
4: Wow. That's your lead. Laying it down. Mm. Should be fun. The four area girls teams playing for championships, you certainly like our chances when uh, you have uh, two of those being uh, number one seeds in Delhi and Claiborne Christian, and then uh, Neville is a higher seed than Easton. But uh, there are going to be some tough battles the best game out of the four, you would certainly could be Neville versus Easton, but Del Delhi versus. Uh, I'm going to attempt to try to go live out there at 6:20. So if you want to uh, check in Kane, uh at that point, we can tell you whether or not it's a packed house. There you go. Are you going to run my live shot for me. You want me to just Put stand you behind work? you, just
5: look at you <laughs> awkwardly.
4: Uh, college baseball: a number of uh, big games uh, this weekend. Louisiana Tech can they rebound and can they pull a couple upsets this weekend? Diamond Dogs will have their opportunities. It starts tonight versus Texas A and M. They'll be squaring off against the eighth-ranked team in the country. Then later on in the weekend, they will go up against Baylor, LSU. They just welcome in a couple teams to the box. They put a pounding on them. Is that the storyline?
5: Uh, could be. the The storyline, hopefully, is AJ Labas makes his debut Sunday. And has a, a good outing because that's what LSU needs more than anything right now is him to come out and and, and be as good as advertised.
4: Uh, Grambling opens up a swag play at home versus Prairie View, and ULM coming off that disappointing loss to Jackson State, a Warhawk squad that had raised a few eyebrows, getting off to a six and one start, then stumbling uh, in a midweek game versus Jackson State. They remain on the road. They will go up against Southern Illinois.
5: Aaron, before we go, tell us how
4: famous you are. <laughs>
5: Go ahead and tell that story.
4: So I ran into a family last night. They have uh, two uh, boys, and they've named them Aaron and Aces.
5: Hashtag famous problems.
4: <laughs> That's cool, man. You got people naming their children after you. Uh, yeah. Or it's just good names, good boy names.
5: Aaron and Ace.
4: Mm. Look forward to meeting the, the three and the one-year-old.
5: Yeah. So. Well.
4: Maybe one day when I'm in a wheelchair, and then crutches or whatever I am, I can deliver an ace to them.
5: There you go. So, right. Good week, Jake. I made you brag. You yeah. hate to brag, but I made you do it.
4: Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you bright and early Monday morning at 7 a.m. The Edge is coming up next.
3: Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com.